Welcome back to another episode of 50 Shades of NBA podcast. I'm Nathan. I'm Trey. And today is our Marcus Camby episode, episode Our 29. Quentin Jackson episode. Yeah, you know what? That works too. It works just as well. Does it? No. All right. I was going to say, I like Camby a little more. A little more uh, value on that a name. A little more value. As shout of right Paul now. Paul Silas. Yep. Shout out Paul Silas. As our, as our recent guest found for us. Uh-huh. And speaking of our guest, we have the pleasure of introducing our our bracket winner from the March Madness tournament, Lincoln. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself. Welcome to the show. It's great to be on here. My name is Lincoln Bernhard. I'm from South Dakota. You reach South Dakota to be exact. And it's just great to be on the show. Appreciate it. Yeah. I mean, we're excited to have you out We're here. excited. We're excited. He's also, Lincoln, you're going in a little bit blind here. We normally go off a spreadsheet and we'll just kind of give the topic and mm-hmm. give some some thought process behind it or some suggestions around it. So that uh, sounds good. All right. Yeah. I mean, the first thing we got here, uh, the blazers looking to likely trade their lottery pick. Um, are I'm going to stop you, you thinking for that one. My thought process. Okay. One second. I was like, Lincoln, why don't you tell them a little bit about yourself? A little oh, bit there about we your go. History. I, I, was I like, felt like something was <laughs> off. And I'm like, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Give I us don't want to too long, but I'll, I'll do a little bit of an intro here. So Perfect. right now I'm, I'm training in Arizona right now. It's training for my first season of professional basketball. I've been injured for a little bit. I had three hip surgeries and just went through two torn labrums in both my shoulders. But right now I'm in Arizona just training, trying to get a shot at hopefully a G League team or some team overseas. And just been, it's just been a grind out here. Just been pretty much all work, but taking some time off real quick to hop on the 50 Shades of NBA show. Appreciate Excellent. it. Excellent. Excellent. Real quick with that process, and it obviously sounds like it's been a long time coming for you. What, uh, what's been the most challenging aspect of that for you? I think the most challenging was uh, during my shoulder injuries, I could not really shoot a basketball properly. Mm-hmm. It was kind of the Markel Fultz type of thing okay. where I really had to rebuild my shot from ground up. I, I felt like uh, it was almost a two-year process where I had to kind of teach myself how to shoot again, how to regain strength in my shoulders. Mm-hmm. And I feel like, honestly, I feel like my shot is better than it's ever been. That's awesome. Ever since that uh, two-year process. Trey? No, that's pretty much, I mean, you covered it. Lincoln, you did a great job introducing yourself. Yeah, um, much appreciated. I know you, from our conversation we've had, you played two, D2 basketball um, in South Dakota. Yep. You entered the, the draft or the G League draft? I can't remember. Uh, so there is no, we can't really enter the G League draft. You have to go okay. through the NBA. So yeah. I was actually the only D2 underclassman. Only D2 product as an underclassman to enter the 2020 NBA draft. Got it. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah. So, I mean, you clearly have like the love for basketball. I'm assuming you know ball just (laughs) based off of that. Given your profession. (laughs) Yeah. Aspirations. Um, But yeah, I I mean, I'm excited for you to give us your thoughts based on two players who or two people who have not played professional basketball or even collegiate basketball basketball. at that level whatsoever. so. So we're excited to hear your opinions here on this. Absolutely. If you want to right, well, I appreciate that. Hopefully I can get some good takes here. Yeah. Or yeah, audience know, to yourself. Some hot takes are okay too, you know? Hot takes are there. Oh, definitely. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Nathan, if you want to launch back into your Trailblazers right. discussion. Yeah. So recent news, the Blazers are looking to trade the lotto pick, um, which they've found themselves in due to a very underwhelming season. Consistently underwhelming. Consistently underwhelming. Fair enough. It's dead unless they get the first overall pick they're trading it, which means yeah. even if they end up with the scoot level pick, they're trading it, mm-hmm. which is crazy to me. I mean, when, so as of like a couple of days ago, Damian Lillard, he was like, I don't want 
to go with the route of drafting these young guys. He wants another star alongside of him. Mm-hmm. So with that, if they could package the like wherever they do end up, regard or if it's not number one, it makes sense. I don't know who they'd get back. Trey Young. You you, you like Trey Young and Damian Lillard alongside? I no, I don't. Yeah, I personally I don't. Like don't that but that's the best star on the market. Yeah, right now, anyways, we'll see like what the off season shows because it's always something crazy. But mm-hmm. someone demands a trade. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, Lincoln. I'm curious to hear your thoughts. If you were running the Trailblazers, what do you think about Damian Lillard not holding the team hostage, but the team wanting to continuously build around him and having new teams around him all the time. I think Dame's done more than enough for the organization. He's been very patient compared to a lot of the modern NBA stars you see today. He's really wanted to represent the city of Portland, try to stay there, try to keep everything homegrown. But I feel like he kind of needs to demand more from the front office because, I mean, what's the real here? He's not, the Blazers aren't in the playoffs this year. Yep. So I think he really does need to demand some type of deal or some type of have them have some type of free agent acquisition for him to stay in Portland. That's totally fair. Is there anyone that you think that the Blazers could be targeting in this kind of situation or that you would target if you were the Blazers that and something? Well, I know you guys threw out Trey Young and I don't know how that would fit uh, a two two ball down the guards, two more undersized guards. I don't know how that would fit. I'm thinking more of a, more of a swing man, more of a player. I don't know, put me on the spot here. I don't know what the free agent class is like right now. I don't know what the Blazers' salary cap situation is like. Salary cap situation is poor. <laughs> very bad. For what? Is very bad right now for the Blazers. Oh, very, okay. I'm thinking, uh, I don't know. I feel like if Dame wants to be in that win-now mode, he is in his 30s now. I'd say he might have to pull a Kyrie and demand a trade. Yeah, I mean, it's either someone demands a trade in the off season, right? And the Blazers are emerge as a suitor or it's Dame has to go through another season, not really having that co-star because if no one demands a trade, he's not really going to be able to go out and sign those level of players, mm-hmm. at least with the current. Cap I, feel situation. Like, I feel like Dame started his peak right now. Is that it? Dame mm-hmm. is still in his prime. I mean, you see how it was this year. Absolutely. Yeah. I think if the Blazers as a, as a team performed a little bit better, I wouldn't be opposed to Damian Lillard again, MVP conversations Absolutely. or consideration. Cause Four 30 a game. Yeah. No, I mean, we, we talked about a little, like a week or a week or two ago, just about the idea of the Blazers shutting him down for the rest of the season. And you brought up his ridiculous, I don't know, win share percentage yeah. or something like that, but they're almost what it was double or triple. I don't even know. They were winning the, like 10% one in every 10 games without Dame, yeah. they would win. And it was about half and half with Dame winning. With mm-hmm. Dame and to do Dame that won. with the team that is currently around him is ridiculous and just shows how incredible he is as a player. And he needs someone else right there with him. He does. Cause Simons really didn't take that leap mm-hmm. that we wanted him to this year for Dame. And then Shadon Sharp, who I'm, absolutely in love with i think is one of the biggest bright steals. future yeah you can't wait around for him to develop with dame going i want to win now i want to win now yeah because I, I mean he's against guys. the clock right now he's he's in his 30s and unless he has a lebron like career which it's literally only lebron to be doing what he's doing at his age like you got to get it done and looking at the free agents, I know we talked about it just a second ago. It's Russell Westbrook, James Harden, Chris Middleton, Kyrie, Chris Stops, D'Lo, Kevin Love, 
Nikola Vucevic. It is not good. No, it not the most flashy. I think Vuce is the most realistic target for the Blazers mm-hmm. if they were somehow able to free up. And they 10, still have a Nurkic too. Exactly. Yeah. You just have a team where you're paying a lot of good players to be around a great player who mm-hmm. don't mu- mesh very well. Yeah. I um I said this when with the Simons deal when it was signed that it didn't make a lot of sense to trade CJ McCollum and replace him with Anthony Simons, mm-hmm. who is just a slightly higher ceiling CJ McCollum, in my opinion. Yeah. I know it's to me, it seems like that specifically is more so just a lateral move and you just want to get younger for the future. Cause you don't know what if Dame does demand a trade, whatever. That's what it feels like to me. But yeah, Lincoln, anything you want to add to this, this Dame debate into uh his MVP consideration or anything like that? So I did hear James Harden. I think uh, I'd say the only reason for Dame to stay is if they do acquire James Harden. Mm-hmm. But with that with that salary cap situation and James Harden, I mean, he led the lead in assists this past season. Yep. I'm thinking he would want to go for that match deal, right? Yeah, I mean, his projected right now is looking like 42. So James Harden's going to get an absolute max from most likely the Sixers because mm-hmm. Daryl Morey loves him, Philadelphia loves him. Um, the other name that always is thrown around with James Harden is the Houston Rockets for whatever reason. Yep. But they're figuring out a whole new coaching staff. They're figuring out all these other things. I don't know why you'd want to go into that if yeah. you're Harden. Yeah. I mean, he's a fan of the city. I know that. I know yeah. uh, he likes the yes, he does. extracurricular activities out there. <laughs> Big fan of the nightlife. Big fan of the nightlife. Big fan of the nightlife. But again, I mean, if James Harden's going to leave Philadelphia, it would be for a city like Houston, not for a city like Portland. Mm-hmm. That being said, Portland, if you are looking for a, I don't know, maybe a younger guy to develop, I got this guy, Lincoln, <laughs> who you guys might might want to start. Maybe have Jeremy Grant mentor him. There you go. Have some shade and sharp little buddy-buddy action there. I mean, I'm open to anything. I'm open to anything. I know they are one of two franchises that doesn't have a G League squad, so oh. who knows? Maybe they might just call me up. Yeah. I like it. Give you a two-way, have you play, uh, I think, doesn't their G League players now go to Sacramento, I think? Uh, I think, uh, I know for the Suns, they have Ish Wainwright in a two-way deal, and I think what he does, I think he can play in half the games for the mm-hmm. Suns, but he's with the team 24-7 because the Suns don't have a G League affiliate anymore. I did talk to uh, the GM of the Northern Arizona Suns, but then about two weeks later, they actually got sold over to Detroit. Oh, damn. That's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean, listen, Portland, give my man here, give him a deal. Minimum deal, let him prove himself. He's got it. Mm-hmm. If not Portland, then Indiana. Lincoln, we're hyping you. Indiana, Co- yep. Coach Mike, I you might be listening. Uh, if, you know, just come check him out. Yeah. Hey, anyway, even Mexico City has a G League squad. I'd be down to go to Mexico, for sure. That's awesome. That's right. I always forget that. Yeah. Oh, my God. Oh, that'd be sick. We're, we're, pl- we're plugging ready. you in as many places as we can, Lincoln. Mm-hmm. Well, I, well, I appreciate necessary. that. Thank you. <laughs> for, all, for all dozens of our listeners. <laughs> Number will grow. I mean, if we have any burner accounts watching, like uh, any secret NBA GMs or scouts, you never know. We'll find a way. We'll find a way. I can, I can force. I'll, I'll fight into their office and be like, "Sign Lincoln." I'll <laughs> hold like a framed photo of you at them. I Just mean, me start know. the move. Go ahead. Start yeah. the move. I got you, Number Lincoln. I will. Club. I will make your fan club on Twitter. That's what's up. Account will be started after uh, this podcast. I mean, you have, you have lost opportunity behind you. I think. Yeah. <laughs> got you. I uh, love it. Yeah, well, that's about all I got for the Blazers. Um, yeah. The next thing we have uh, on our list is someone, uh, John, John Hollinger. 
Hollingser. Yeah. He came out and said that Bronny reminds him a lot of Gary Harris. Which is, I feel like, so that statement right there mm-hmm. was more disrespectful to Gary Harris, not for any other reason than everyone now thinks Gary Harris is trash because they don't know his name. Mm-hmm. Gary Harris is a solid 3 and D guy. He getting paid $14 million this year by the Orlando Magic. That's crazy. He had good that years solid. in Denver. He had good really years good in years in Denver. He didn't yeah. go to that superstar, that star level that they wanted him to, mm-hmm. but he was very good. Super great defensive player. Super great three-point shooter. Knows his role. Yeah. That being said, I think Bronny's probably a little bit better than Gary Harris. I think he has a higher ceiling. Absolutely. I think right now. Right now? I have no I mean, LeBron did up. say that uh, he thinks Bronny is a better than a lot of players that are on the court right now. So That's his son. Maybe maybe Gary Harris is uh, included in that bunch. Be disrespectful to Gary Harris. You know what? Maybe a little bit. Maybe, maybe a little, little bit. bit. But... Lincoln, what are your thoughts just initially on that and just uh, Bronny in general as a prospect? And the whole James family, if you yeah. want. So, you can always I mean, throw that. A whole lot of people have these draft comparisons. Yep. And I'm, I mean, these uh, high school to pro or college to pro comparisons. And I feel like Gary Harris isn't as disrespectful as a lot of people think because, I mean, look at him. He spent at least, he's been in the league for about a decade now, right? Yeah. I think uh, I think it's probably the 2013 or 14 draft class. I believe and he was made, in 2013. Uh, you said uh, 13 or 14? I, couldn't I hear think you. 13. So oh, that's actually that's a spot on there. But yeah, Gary Harris. I feel like he doesn't get the respect. Uh, a lot of the mainstream NBA fans just don't give him the respect he deserves. I mean, having mm-hmm. a career like that that spans a decade is a huge accomplishment. Mm-hmm. So if Brian does spend 10 years in the NBA, I mean, that's a win on its own right there. It is. It absolutely is. But I think you, I feel like, uh, I feel like LeBron might take that kind of as, kind of as an insult because he feels like Bronny might be the shorter version of him, like the point guard version of LeBron. Mm-hmm. That's totally fair. That's totally fair. I do have a question for you, Lincoln. If you had to give yourself an NBA player comparison, who would it be? So it's funny you asked that. I was actually thinking someone was going to ask me that question. It's me. So one of my friends uh, who's huge into basketball, one day he said, you know what? You play like Paul Zipser, this old Bulls player back in like 2018, Paul Zipser. And I watched his highlight reel and I thought, you know what? He's, he's 100% right. Paul Zipser. <laughs> I know that's, that. I name. That's, my, that's my comparison, Paul Zipser. I love that. If he can make it, you can make it, you know? That's true. And uh, he made out of Germany. He was a... Uh, that was an unknown guy and he just suddenly was on the bull and he was he was draining threes like I remember watching one of, one of the game highlights and I think he hit seven threes in the game wow yeah, career 33% shooter from beyond the arc you said 33? 33.5 I hopefully, hopefully I have more than because I'm, I'm more of a shooter myself okay, uh, okay. I kind of pride myself on being a three point specialist so That's hopefully awesome. I can get more than 33 but shout out to Paul Zipser still shout out to Paul Zipser what a this is very on brand for our podcast, Lincoln. I don't know if you've listened to enough to know that how much we shout out random players we mm-hmm. like, but Paul Zipser is now going to be in the Hall of Fame of this. He's got to be. Yeah, I mean, if there was an option for a Paul Zipser jersey, I would take that as the prize Ooh. for the bracket. That's really cool. A 2018 Chicago Bulls Paul Zipser. Ooh. We'll keep an eye out. We'll keep an eye out just in case, and we'll let you know if we find one. <laughs> All right, sounds good. Game worn. Game but, worn would uh, be crazy. Similar to a player that... Oh, shoot. What was your question, Trey? Totally. Uh, his player comparison. Yeah, your player comparison. Who's a player that you try to model your game after that's either in the league right now or retired? I would say I try to model my game after Mike Miller, another South Dakota native. He's someone I really looked up to growing mm-hmm. up because he was the only guy that I've seen 
through elementary school, middle school, high school, has just been consistent. He went out of the game on his own terms. And it feels like uh, we kind of have similar games. We're both the same height. We're both 6'7". Uh, okay. And we're both three-point specialists. So I feel like, if anything, I want to model my game after Mike Miller. That's awesome. That's a good, that's a good player. I, if I'm crazy, I might be crazy. Didn't Mike Miller win Rookie of the Year? Uh, he might have. I know that there's this restaurant in Aberdeen, South Dakota that I went to. They had a signed Mike Miller number 50 Orlando Magic jersey. And I think uh, that must have been his rookie team. I think he might have won Rookie of the Year. I'm checked right now. My computer's uh, right in front of me. Yeah, I pulled it up. Uh, Mike Miller, 2000-2001 Rookie of the Year. Let's uh, go. 05-06, he was the sixth man of the year and two-time NBA champ. Lincoln, that's what we want for you, okay? Okay, sounds good. You got to come in. You have a... Uh, since I was a Wolves fan pretty much from birth, I do have a Mike Miller jersey. That's, that's awesome. still in my closet to this day from awesome. probably back in 2009. Still fits me. That's pretty fantastic. That's, that's probably my fantastic. favorite jersey, actually, my entire collection, just because he's from South Dakota. Mm-hmm. I get it. That's totally fair, man. Most of, most of my jerseys that I have are definitely smaller role players that I like a lot of my teams. Yep, that's definitely true. I mean, that's where you go. That's where you go for jersey collection. It really is. I think... The next jersey I really wanted is a Kirk Heinrich jersey. Because uh, he oh, was from, out of Iowa. Yeah, from Sioux City, Iowa, where I grew up. So that would be my big my big connection to Kirk Heinrich. Also, so actually, Kirk Heinrich, uh, he actually set a record for South Dakota. He he bought the biggest, most expensive house in South Dakota history, or at least in awesome. Sioux Falls history, I think. <laughs> that's I think right. He still lives up. Yeah, he lives up in Sioux Falls, and then he has a apartment in, oh, let's see if I can Dakota Dunes, I think. He has a place in Dakota oh, Dunes as well. Dakota Dunes. That's uh, it's right on the border, right? Yep. Yep. Very yeah. nice. That's what's up. I, I honestly, when you uh, first messaged us on uh, through our email, I was so shocked to see University of Sioux Falls. It like it absolutely blew my mind. <laughs> I was like, no one's from my area. <laughs> so that was that was a very cool moment for me. So just want to give you a shout out for that. Can shout out to USF, and I wasn't there for a long time. But it was a great school. During my short time there, it was a great school. Great facilities, too. I guess really quick, because now I'm interested. Uh, were you zoned in or zeroed in on Sioux Falls, or what other options or uh, colleges were you exploring? So I took a visit out to Drake University over the summer. I was unsigned okay. the summer going into my freshman year of college. Yeah. And it seemed like... I would either walk on to Drake or if they had one open scholarship, I'd take that scholarship. But then their coaching staff changed. Their entire coaching staff got let go mm-hmm. and they brought in their guys. So Drake was out of the picture then. So I drove across the country and I was working out for all these schools, uh, yeah. one out in Mississippi, a D1 school out in Mississippi, uh, Utah Valley University in Orem, Utah, mm-hmm. uh, and some D2 schools like St. Cloud State, Black Hill State. I visited the USF and at the end of the day, I just thought, you know, I think USF would be the best fit. Mm-hmm. Right on. So another spinoff question with Keep that, pushing. when uh, like you made that selection, did you, like what factors played into that? Like coaching, culture, school Our location? Our home was a big one for sure. Okay. And also the, the win now, I think uh, if I played for a smaller D1 school, I mean, there's obviously no chance of winning a national title. Yeah. I felt like... If I was at USF, we'd have a shot at winning a national title. We had some real good talent coming in from the JUCO ranks. Mm-hmm. And actually, I think uh, I think we had either three or four guys besides myself who went pro Damn, on that team. That's very cool. 
which was not not really uh, not really a common thing for an NSIC school yeah. of the conference. So I remember when I took my first official visit, my first official visit was to Minot State in North Dakota. Mm-hmm. And Got a couple buddies said, the head coach said, what do you want to do in the future after, if you do go to Minot, like what, what would you do in the future after you graduate? And I, would mm-hmm. say, and I said, I want to play pro basketball. Mm-hmm. And they said, that's almost unheard of for a program. We've only had two guys in our entire history to make it to the pro level. So it wasn't really the answer I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. I definitely took that into account. Yeah. That's totally fair. No, I appreciate that. Thank yeah. you. Yeah. yeah with some solid questions over here on the right. You know yeah, great questions, actually. You. Appreciate it. Appreciate you. it. You. Probably have more to come as uh, this goes on. As and Nathan's going to keep having random questions. I love yeah. it. Yeah, I'll just interject. Guys, stop what you're talking about. Uh, quick question for you. But, yeah, just go ahead. Yeah, for sure. Moving on, though, um, we, we alluded to it kind of talking before, but uh, Trey Young, uh, he's been kind of a topic for trade topic or being traded this offseason. And I just want your thoughts, Lincoln, really fast. Do you think it's too soon to move on from a guy like Trey Young? And we put out uh, on our Twitter earlier in this week because he's, I, I believe he's shown flashes of being a centerpiece for an organization and maybe it just takes a little more investment and building the right roster around him. But do you think it's wise for the Hawks to move on from a guy like Trey young or, and do you think he still is that type of player to be a centerpiece on maybe a championship level team? I feel like uh, Trey's only, I think 24, 25, but I feel Mm -hmm. like he's kind of already hit his peak. I mean, he still will play at this level for, at least another five, six years, five, yeah. six seasons. But I feel like we've seen the best of Trey Young already when the Hawks went to the Eastern Conference Finals. I feel like there's no real upward trajectory that Trey could have mm-hmm. after that season. So do you see him more as a number one or as a number two or maybe like the 1A, 1B situation we see in Boston right now? I feel like he still could be the top guy somewhere. I feel like just the scoring threat he has, he could be the top guy. But defense, I see the defense as yeah. a little bit of an issue. Definitely a liability. And I wasn't really, wasn't really a fan of when the Hawks got DeJounte Murray just because I thought, I don't know how two ball down the guards would fit mm-hmm. on that team. I mean, they went 500, but their expectations were to go, I think, uh, at least a four or five seed in the mm-hmm. East. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Right now, they're winning the play, and I see yeah, they're up six right now versus Miami. Okay. So right you on. never know. Damn. I, uh, earlier, I, I thought the Heat would win in that matchup. You said Heat, Bulls? Yeah, I said Heat, Bulls. I said Hawks. Then, I said Hawks, Raptors. Yep. So we are polar opposites on that. I guess looking at the other game, the, the Bulls and Toronto, who do you think will come out victorious? Oh, that's oh, right. yeah. That's my bad. That was for you. Oh, my bad. My bad. My bad. <laughs> you can't just look at him, Nathan. It's a I know. phone. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's my fault. No, you're good. But uh, I would say between Bulls and Toronto, I'd go with. So the Raptors have the home game. They have a uh, they have home court advantage, right? Yep. I'd have to go with Toronto here. I think uh, I feel like Toronto is better than what the record says. They have the talent, but they just don't know how to put it all together. Mm-hmm. I feel like. Uh, one big game from Siakam or Van Vliet would set the Raptors up hmm. to play the winner of, or no, it'd be the loser of Miami versus Atlanta, right? Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah. I, think, uh, I think Toronto could actually make it as the eight seed. I think uh, I won't be surprised if I see Toronto as the eight seed. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't that. be either. Um, 
I do want to let you know just in future, just for future reference, uh, Nathan does not know ball. <sighs> Man. Oh, really? Man, knows, knows no Trey's ball. just slandering me. He's getting just slander. Him. Getting him. We'll see. I mean, you have to, you have to let, him, uh, let him say something about that. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, I, I disagree. We, we have a lot of similar viewpoints on ball, and this is just not one of them. The playing tournament as a whole is not one of them because he, what, you also said uh, the Thunder and Pelicans. We both had we the, the Thunder coming out of yeah, that. we did. But then you had Thunder over the Wolves, which... Maybe I'm too bought in with Minnesota and I want to see it work because I'm a Jazz fan and I want Rudy to still succeed. And I chose the Wolves in that matchup, but that's another one we disagreed on. And uh, I don't know, man. Yeah, I, yeah. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was just saying, um, we we differ in opinions every now and then, but mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I respectfully decline that comment. And if you want to hear Nathan not know ball, listen to last week's episode and the Damian Lillard section. You know, I'm still standing by that, bro. It was the wrong take, mathematically. Statistically disproven. Yeah, I don't know. I I said uh, the week before or the week before that, I was like, to me, it doesn't really matter for the Trailblazers to shut down Dame because they just haven't performed well all year. And Dame, obviously, is a guy who wants to be there night in, night out. So Very true. You might as well just let him play. Mm -hmm. Overall, didn't really affect much. Yeah. Didn't really affect much. Is what but is. I would say, as someone who grew up a Wolves fan for pretty much my entire life, mm-hmm. I'd say the Jazz is done. I think it's cooked. I think uh, they've given up their entire future besides Anthony yeah. Edwards. I think it's going to go down as one of the worst trades of the 2020s. Certainly it's looking like that it's right real now. Bad. It's that one in the James Harden-Ben Simmons swap. That's really looking bad. But yeah, both of those were okay. mm-hmm. And I think... I think uh, it felt like for both of those deals, it felt like most people kind of knew what was going to be mm-hmm. going down after those trades. Mm-hmm. You just look Especially at the, the Gobert one. It feels like uh, a lot of Wolves fans just weren't really satisfied. Okay, we got Rudy Gobert, but we gave up four or five first-round picks. We gave up uh, Jared Vanderbilt, Malik Beasley. And then for them, you have D'Angelo Russell, who's still really young. I mean, mm-hmm. 26, mm-hmm. for an old Mike Conley. Yep. Thinking that they're going to be in win-now mode. I just don't get the logic of that front office at all. I don't either, honestly, especially with the D'Lo trade. It's especially weird because of how close him and Carl Anthony Towns are as friends and like how big of a deal it was for D'Lo. Like, Kat's like, get me D'Lo from the Warriors. I want to play with D'Lo. And then he gets there and the Warriors just unceremoniously ship him out because they got Anthony Edwards and they could get a veteran point guard. I don't, I just didn't understand the thought process behind it. T-Wolves are a weirdly run organization. To say the least. To say the least. I mean, since the David Kahn days, uh, I remember the infamous day where the Wolves picked Johnny Flynn and Ricky Rubio over Steph Curry. And that would have changed. So many they, they picked two, two different point guards back-to-back over what would have been one of the greatest point guards of all time. Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. Man who revolutionized I was a really big believer in Johnny Flynn, though. You were? I mean, yeah. he had a solid career. He had a, actually his rookie year. I think he made all rookie first team, mm-hmm. but I think he only played three total seasons in the league and then never played basketball yet. If I'm not crazy, he got into some kind of vehicle. Like, I think he got into a motor vehicle accident, if I'm not crazy. If I'm remembering uh, things. Maybe. I think it sounds familiar. It sounds super familiar. I feel like it was like a motorcycle accident or something, and that's why he didn't play. I'll let, I'll let Nathan talk for a second. I'll look that up. Yeah, appreciate I'll fact check myself. Yeah, you do that. Yeah, so kind of circling back here to the Trey Young um, trade 
Do you think, um, I, where do you think the most likely landing spot would be for Trey Young? Lincoln, sorry. <laughs> I'd say for Trey Young, I feel like the Hawks would want to keep him on. Yeah. Just because uh, he was the face of that franchise. Yep. And just a season ago, or two seasons ago, they were in the Eastern Conference Finals. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, I think uh, it's going to take a lot for the Hawks to give up Trey. I think it would have to be, I mean, you saw what the Wolves gave up for Gobert. Yep. Now I think uh, NBA front offices are realizing that they can, they can get a ton of picks for mm-hmm. a player. Yeah, there, there's definitely been a precedent. Trey, Trey Young, I'm thinking that they would try to get at least three or four first rounders. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to after your DeJounte Murray trade where you sent that much out. Yep. That's true. That being said, I have no idea what I was talking about with the Johnny Flynn thing. I have no... No car crash? I don't think no so. I think I'm just crazy. Well, that's good for him. Yeah. Yeah. I don't remember any... I don't think he got in trouble with the law or anything. I think he just kind of disappeared. I think that's so. That's how I remember it. Unfortunate. I don't know. I don't know where I'm pulling that from. If there's another NBA point guard who got into a car accident that derailed his career, let me know. Let me know. Uh, let me know who I'm, I'm thinking of right that. now. Yeah. Uh, Mark Jackson. I'm thinking of... Well, no, was it Mark, no, it was Jay Williams. Jay Williams. Oh, right? Jay Will. I'm thinking of another ESPN analyst. So I said uh-huh. Mark Jackson. Jay Williams. He got into a car crash. That mm-hmm. he was a uh, he was a top rated player coming out of Duke. Yep. He was a high first round pick, but never reached his potential because of that car crash. That must be what I'm thinking of. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. It sounds a lot. That sounds a lot more correct. I like it. Jason Williams was still that guy. He was. Jay Will. Love that man. Love that guy. Well, not Jay, no, Jason Williams. Right. Jay Williams. Yeah, Jay, Jay Williams. Williams. What did no, I say? You said Jason Williams. No, okay, yeah. Jay, Jay Williams. There we go. I'm out I'm out of it. We're today. all on the same page. It's almost finals yeah, week, Nathan. You're right. You're I got to right. be out of it a little bit. Fair enough. We got two weeks. Man, yeah. now I don't know ball. <laughs> Whoa. Um, yeah, next thing we have here on, on our list is... Well, the Minnesota Timberwolves and Rudy Gobert and Kyle Anderson, their altercation uh, what, a couple days ago, yep. and which led to a team suspension, one game suspension for Rudy Gobert, which consequently comes in the play-in tournament against the Lakers. Yes, sir. And Draymond Green gave a really, I thought, interesting take given him and Draymond's uh, or Draymond and Rudy's relationship. And he said he wasn't necessarily like mad at Gobert punching Anderson, but just the time and setting of when it occurred is so costly. He alluded to like things like chemistry, team chemistry that's so detrimental, especially ahead of a playing game that you need to, you know, it, it's win or go home pretty much. Granted, they, they'll have another opportunity if they do lose, but still, like, if you have a guy like Rudy Gobert who's not going to be a presence on that court when you have to match up, against Anthony Davis, who's been playing out of his mind. That's so troublesome. It is very dangerous. Yeah. Uh, Draymond essentially was saying, like, I get it. If another man called me, you know, a bitch, then I'd defend myself. And there's a lot of ego and pride that comes into that. So I'd swing back. But yeah. Um, Trey, your thoughts really quick. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm not going to disagree with Draymond because obviously... Mm -hmm. He knows more than I do. Yeah. I think it's a little, like, I just, I struggle to have Rudy Gobert ever be a likable player in my brain. Okay. You know? Because he just, he, he really You're definitely isn't. not alone in that. He, like, for the majority of NBA fans, I feel like most people aren't Rudy Gobert fans. Yeah. 
jazz pe- players or jazz fans aside, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, what do you know about Rudy Gobert? Oh, he, he, you know, COVID. COVID. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. And then, you know, people be like, oh, great, great shot blocker. Doesn't do anything in the playoffs. That's another big worrisome thing. So, Lincoln, I'm curious to see what you, how you feel about the whole situation, how you feel about Rudy Gobert and his game. I feel like that whole situation where the whole Rudy Gobert punch just summed up the Timberwolves franchise as a whole. I mm-hmm. think uh, it just seems like the team's falling apart. I know uh, the rumors that Kyle Anderson and Gobert had some beef going back way before this incident. Yeah. And you might have, you might have not caught this, but Torian Prince shoved Gobert. I did see that. Right yeah. after, uh, Gobert threw that punch. So uh-huh. I think there's a in that locker room that is unsolved. And I think this is a terrible look going into the playing game. I think the Lakers are going to win by at least double digits. Mm-hmm. I feel like uh, the Wolves just they ruined their franchise. They so did. I feel. Just shooting themselves in the foot. They really are. Yeah. Now, it definitely isolates Rudy going into what they're trying to do, a postseason run. It isolates him from the rest of the team. And I, granted, I've never played basketball at that elite of a level, but I am a member of uh, the lacrosse team here at UD. And I just know if we had something like that in the game and where people could see, that would be so detrimental. And one, our coach would get on us ASAP. We'd probably start running as the game's going on. But two, the next day at practice is going to be miserable. I feel like having so much egos in the locker room, so many egos in the locker room, just is a recipe for disaster. Mm Mm-hmm. You have to learn how to kind of balance those egos out, play together as a team. But for two veterans, yeah. two players, uh, I think about to hitting 30 years old mm-hmm. to be, this must be the example for the younger guys. Yeah. For them to be fighting like this, it's just, it's just unreal. I mean, I'm sure my cousins who have also been diehard Wolves fans just saw that and thought, you know, that's just Minnesota sports. Mm-hmm. And, and Jen, that's just yeah. the way it goes. It seems like Minnesota sports have the worst luck. No, that's fair. That's fair. That's totally fair. I don't know. Rudy Gobert, just, I struggle to like him ever. Mm-hmm. Um, I struggle to be a fan of the Timberwolves because of how poorly they're run. I mean, I used to blame the Knicks. I used to have the Knicks as like my number one worst run franchise. Okay. Consistently. Not bad. But I, I really, bad, th- I really think it might be the Timberwolves right mm-hmm. now. I really think it might. And I know you, you're, least liked gen- like front office is definitely the Lakers from how often you go in on Rob Palinka. Yeah, I slander Palinka a lot. Wasn't oh. pleased with how he handled the offseason. You know, he's done well. He's done Trade well Trade deadline, he, uh, he definitely improved set, Yeah, he definitely did. So I got to give him props to that. And Lakers are clicking right now at the best time you can be. Absolutely. So I'll give him his flowers on that one, but he could have done it earlier. All right, guys. I, I appreciate I appreciate you having me on. Yeah, of course. What going here. No, no worries, Lincoln. No worries. Thank you, Lincoln. Hopefully I'm getting an episode maybe in the future. Yeah, yeah absolutely. absolutely. It was a pleasure talking with you. You can come on anytime you want. Just yeah. let us know. Yeah, your insight, your yeah, perspective was Thank awesome. Thank you both for having me. Of course. Yeah, of course. And uh, we'll see you soon. Yep, we'll you have a great you. rest of your day. You too. Yeah, that was Lincoln. Um, going into this, we had no idea his Zero credentials clue. or Zero clue. like who he was and like come to find out we're talking to him a little bit before the podcast and just hearing his experience with basketball and his upbringing with it. It was incredible. We're just sitting here like, Oh my God, we like, we lucked out. We really did. We really hope you guys appreciate, you know, a player who's 
like on the come up on the cusp of at least making it to the G league. We hope you appreciate his perspective on what it's like. Cause we, we can't offer you that unfortunately, but so happy we had Lincoln on to, to yeah, provide it's all, that. I, I hope we're able to do more episodes with him in the future. Yeah. That'd be awesome. Cause he was awesome. Yeah. He was a great guy. Uh, love talking to him, but yeah, I don't know. So, so uh, cool. Lincoln again, so thank cool. you so much. You are awesome. Um, we wish, we wish you the best of luck going forward in your workouts, tryouts, all that. And we'll definitely be, be rooting for you here on the 50 shades of NBA podcast. You are quite literally officially my favorite player. Yeah. And you know what? I mean it. You, you get to a, a G league team. You'll have two jerseys. That's a, we'll be rocking for sure. Happily. Proudly. Happily. Yeah. Damn straight. It'd be so cool. Oh, who's that? Ah, I just got his phone number, man. Lincoln don't, don't Bernhardt, no it. big deal. Or no Mark Madness bracket What a guy. What a guy. Yeah. No, man, that's awesome. that'd be so cool. That would be. It'd really be so would sick. Be. But yeah, shout out you again. Thank you. Um, look forward to hearing from you in the future and best of luck. But yeah, um, continuing on with our, our list, we have Boogie Cousins, who is signing to Puerto Rico and playing for one of their teams. DeMarcus Cousins should be in the NBA right now. Yeah, well... Like mixed into that news of him going to Puerto Rico and playing, he said he thinks he's a top three or he would be the third best center in the league right now. That's crazy talk. I don't, yeah, I don't know there. about that. Don't know well, about that. You're definitely that. top 30. Abs- oh, absolutely. You're definitely top a starting 30. center on Charlotte. Yeah. No. Oh my God, dude. I'd love so to fun. see him in Charlotte. I would love that. Boogie did great for Denver last year. He did. He, uh, he just had, you know, his usual attitude and behavioral issues, but. He's productive when he's on the court. He's productive. One of the best. Yeah. One of the best centers of our, of our lifetime, realistically. Yeah. I, uh, I was watching actually Boogie Cousins highlights the other day. And, uh, the segment on the dude's TikTok was, man, I love how that guy, um, gets positioned. It, something like that, but it was just highlights of Boogie Cousins in the paint and his footwork in there, just absolutely abusing, um, centers and smaller defenders it was beautiful it was beautiful he's quite literally one of the best centers like in our entire probably life's yeah i mean when he was on the court and healthy yeah peak boogie Boogie cousins could give anyone buckets yeah he gave your favorite player buckets. he literally did whether you like to admit it or not Uh uh-huh any night does not matter Mm -hmm. boogie cousins deserves to still be in the nba Absolutely. Um, in terms of talent level. Yeah. If it really is just like so such high levels of concern about his like work ethic and mm-hmm. his, his type of thought process and things like, yeah, I hear you. But mm-hmm. at the same time, we, he's kind of worth it. Yeah. He's not like a bad guy by any no, means. No, he's not. He gets, he gets technical fouls and he he's gets passionate about the game. And he, he you know, some, yeah. some coaches are like, he has attitude, but it's not like he's a bad person. No, he's not. He's a great, he seems to be a great person for all we know. And he's a fantastic basketball player. Yep. So I, I think he should have a contract. That being said, he's going to average like 85. He, in yeah. Puerto Rico. He's going to have a, uh, the Dwight Howard, um, so much Taiwan better than the league, Howard, but like Taiwan consistently league. so much better. Like yeah. legitimately probably like 85 and 40. I wouldn't be shocked. If I bet that's he gets an 80 line. and 40 game. Okay. That's it. That's a, I'm crazy. not even going to say no, but. That's kind of crazy, but still, it's possible mm-hmm. because he's that good and yeah, he's, he's going to the Puerto Rico League. Yep. That's just the reality of it. That being said, good luck. Good luck, Boogie. We love we should, you. We should take a trip down to Puerto Rico 
when he go plays. Him. Go watch his game. Okay. And see if we can get out of there with jerseys, Boogie Cousins jerseys. I, uh, you said that and it reminded me of when he was on the Bucks, right? Mm-hmm. Or, yeah, mm-hmm. he was on the, the Bucks. This fan went up, and uh, he's literally practically courtside. He has a Boogie Cousins uh, jersey on, and he's just trying to get an autograph. He ends up getting it from Boogie Cousins, and he was excited. The uh, the fan was excited, and then security was all butthurt for whatever reason. Yeah, they were like, because they were was, like trying to oh, kick what, him was out it right after COVID year. It, right? Yeah, it, it was, was the Bucks, and they were mm-hmm. like. Get out, like, get, yeah, you, you can't, can't be down here. And too Boogie close. was like, like chill fine. out. Yeah. He literally was like, chill out. It's and like, then signed the jersey. It's not that deep. Yeah. And it was, I think the guy is a really yeah, big Boogie Cousins fan. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, he well has known. A, he has a good platform. NBA Twitter. Absolutely. So that was funny. And you said that and immediately thought of that. I love so Boogie. So he's not a bad guy. Not like, a bad guy. Do, passionate about. He's got his fans back. Yeah, absolutely. I love Boogie Cousins. has his, but shout out you, Boogie. Shout out you. And then. miss you. Yeah, we do. We really do. I think you'd be. I think you could be top ten center. I I wouldn't say immediately, but like a I year back, I'd say a year to return, he could be a top ten. I'd say right now you drop him in the league, top ten center. Word. All right. He's not gonna be top five. But he's gonna be top ten. No, nah, not top five. Top five is pretty damn good. Yeah, but I like it. I like it too. But moving on to the Sacramento Kings. We talked about their G League team a little bit earlier, but what we have here is the the Kings offense. Is it better than the Warriors offense like ever? So looking at that's the crazy. KD years, looking at I don't Steph remember. Curry, that, I don't remember when this quote or who this quote came from. Yeah. Right. I just saw it on NBA Central mm-hmm. like across my page. Yep. That's a crazy quote. It's huge. Yeah. The dude. Uh, more context on that. It was like I've been around the Kings locker room all year and this offense that they have is better than the Warriors have ever had. Maybe he's just saying that to gas up the Kings because that's who they're playing in the first round is the Warriors, mm-hmm. which totally understand. Like I I'd be trying to gas win. them up too, but that's a hot take. It is a hot take. That's a hot take. Uh, that being said, I think it's wrong. I, yeah, I think yeah. it's wrong too. I think, I think the Warriors have the greatest offense. I think two of their, Probably two of the three years they had the yeah. greatest offense, or two of whatever years, they have the two greatest offenses of mm-hmm. all time, and they're basically just the same offense. the The two years with KD, the two years that he played there, yeah, I think two years. The two years with KD, that's Ooh, insane. maybe three years. Because sure? he had two, he he won Does two, he have rings. two chips. Okay, then he had to be in yeah. there three years. So, but whatever it is, the years with Kevin Durant. I don't think we've ever seen an offense that potent. Yeah. And that we'll ever see an offense that potent ever again. I don't think the Harden CP3 Rockets, I think they're the closest thing. I think they're in second. Mm -hmm. And I think they don't even get close. And that was a ridiculously efficient and high scoring offense, too. Yep. So um, for 2018 2019 year, the Warriors had an offensive rating of 115.9. Okay. Yep. I'll look 115.9. at 115.9. I'll keep it fresh. 2019, 2020. Um, do, do, do. In 2020, they had 115.9 again. Or, oh, give me a second. That might be wrong. Okay. 105.2. So 115.9 is our, our benchmark. Yeah, I'll go uh, 2017 or, yeah, 2017, 2018 now. See what that's looking like. And do you know what the Kings are? 
Oh right yeah, I'll pull it up okay. after. Um in 2017, 2018, 113.6. Now we'll do the Kings, 2023 Kings. Yeah. With that, though, the Kings have, what, the most um, highest rated offense in the league but also mm-hmm. a very bottom tier defense one of the i think it's like 28th yeah it's it's real bad really bad. real stinker that being said i don't care about the numbers i'm not an analytics guy even though every other day i am what is it king's offensive rating this season 119.4 holy crap so analytically speaking holy in some crap. of the warriors best years this king's offense is better Wow. Okay. I didn't realize that. Oh my God. Oh. Looking at the stats. Yes. Looking at the eye test though. Yes. Looking at the eye test. I would prefer the warriors. Okay, cool. That being said, I've only watched one Kings game this year. I've watched a couple, uh, when they play the jazz and for whatever reason, half of them were nail biters that the Kings would eke out. Yeah, that they'd eke out all but like one I was watching. But yeah, their offense is kind of like that. I won't lie. And shout out Fox for being number one in clutch points because watching those games when it got low, like five minutes left in the fourth quarter, he took over. I don't even, he flipped a switch and pretty much every bucket he was pulling was going in. That's crazy. Yeah. So damn. All right. Sacramento Kings. Best uh, offense. We have to watch some Kings playoffs this year. We got to. Yeah, we got I to. Have to. Thankfully, the Kings are in the playoffs. Shout out Sacramento. Three seed. Yeah, three seed, bro. Leave them. Talk about overachieving from uh, preseason expectations. We definitely did not have them as no. high as a three seed. No. And I don't think I had them higher than a six seed. I will have to go back. They and, might have missed the look. playoffs on mine. I think I, I was in a them. similar boat. I don't think I had. I, I had, I bro, I had them. the Wolves, like top four team in I the West. Not. I was I was a believer of the Go Bear project. We see how that looked or worked out for him. Bad. Very bad. Very, Very bad. bad. But that's damn. crazy. Yeah, we gotta revisit that. Maybe it'll be maybe on our socials. I don't really want to wait till next week because I feel like I you know, I'll just wait till next week. We can lead lead with that. Maybe, you know? Yeah. Might as All well. Right. Yeah, might as well. Might as might well. Might as well. But we'll also talk about how the 76ers won their first two games, I think, would be. Okay. Against, against the Nets. Yeah, against the Nets. Philly's got, I, I do Philly's like got that, Brooklyn. That matchup. It's over. Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying Philly's that. I take it win. back. I'm going to knock, yeah, knock on some should. wood, Nathan. Gently. I don't know. Gently. Gonna. Knock on some wood. Okay, gently. knock on wood gently. Thank you. But I, I do like the Nets. Uh, I like Bridges so much. He's such a fun player to watch. And shout out to him, bro. 83 games played this season. For reference, the basketball season is 82 games. That's crazy. Yeah, he got that extra one because of the trade. That's so crazy. But, yeah, he's uh, he's an Iron Man. He really is. He's a freaking Iron Man. He hasn't missed games since being in the league. Yeah, and even in college and high school, like, he That's either missed. Crazy. On one hand, you could count how many games or not at all. Holy like, crap. Props to him. I don't Shout know what you're doing. In, you yeah. should be a Philadelphia 76er. The most Oof. pain I can feel in my life is when I see that picture Oof. of Mikael Bridges in the Sixers hat Tough. looking so happy. Uh huh. And then when he got traded, he didn't know he got traded, but everyone else did. He was giving a live interview. Oh my God. He's like, yeah, like I'm so happy to play for, my, for Philadelphia. I played uh-huh. at Nova, blah, blah, blah. Like yep. so happy. He's like, 
Report and then it like, just underneath uh, it, it just says like Mikael Bridges traded to the Suns for mm-hmm. I think pick fourteen in the twenty fourteen yeah. uh, first from the Heat. Okay, that was then used in the Tobias Harris trade. The Sixers sent to uh, the Clippers in exchange yeah. Landry Shamet, Wilson Chandler, and that first for Tobias Harris and Mike Scott. Wasn't Boban in there? And Boban, my Come bad. On, bro, Boban. I'm so sorry. Bobby. And then Philadelphia did Toby dirty by letting Bobby letting Bobby walk. And they're they're like, couple, he couldn't bro. even play in the playoffs. The next year, he was playing significant minutes in the playoffs. <sighs> Unbelievable. We were bro. starting whatever that that one bus from Detroit was, the center. Oh, sheesh. Uh, Drummond? Greg Monroe. Oh. Greg Monroe. We were starting Greg Monroe at center. That was my when, bad. When Andre was Drummond. Hurt. He said bust. You're not a bust. Kind of a bust. No, he's not a bust. He had a solid. He's, he's had a solid career. He had an all right career. You're right. Yeah. You're right. Greg Monroe, bust. bust though. Yeah, Greg Monroe, bro. Oh my god. Or, I, we were starting Greg Monroe or Jared Sullinger. One of those two. Ooh. I think it was Greg Monroe. Ooh. Which was not good. Not at all. I always confuse them too. Yeah. Greg okay. Monroe and Jared Sullinger are the same person in my brain. Oftentimes. I respect it. Uh, similar to uh to that Jared, and most Spates. I don't know why. I always have those two confused in my head. Okay, most spades would be elite. I love most spades. Yeah, we were talking about this we at were. lunch the other day, and I love most spades. Watching him again on that on those Warriors teams, a lot of fun. I hated him because he played for the Warriors, and I was I'm a hater. Everyone knows I'm a hater. You are a hater, and I was hating on the Warriors. But watching most spades play, bro, it got me teed up. It was a cool. little bit secretly. Cool. I didn't secretly. tell nobody on the D. Yeah, on the DL, I love most spades. I'd rock a Mo Spates jersey, dude. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Send us free jerseys, NBA. Yeah. Come on. Come we on. Talk. Yeah. We we know ball. Got connections. Well, according to Trey, I, you don't have, you I don't might not. Ball. Yeah. My you don't know ball might sometimes. be stripped. Your Damian Lillard take I, was just so wrong that it was just flabbergasting to me. Okay. Just move on. I can't. All right. All right. All I right. gave you like facts and you went, ah, that's just your opinion. Yeah. I said, well, hey, hey, it's not unheard of to ignore facts. We just ignored facts with the Warriors having a better all-time or yeah all-time offense than the Sacramento Kings this season. So it's not unheard of. Not unheard of to ignore stats. Nathan, I thought you were going to go political here, and I was panicking. Nah, I was absolutely panicking. I was like, I am not ready for this to be a political podcast. No, I don't even know where I'd go with it. To be honest, I don't think we should go anywhere with it. Yeah, I don't think so either. Yep. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking about the offensive rating. Uh, offensive you just, rating. We both just ignored that. We said, I test, yes. Yeah, but everyone's offensive rating goes up every year. That's fair. You got to have, we got to we gotta figure out the inflation rate for offensive Ooh, rating. Ooh, that's a great point. That'd be a fun little mini lunch. Oh do my that. We'll God. We'll do that on Friday, find the inflation rate for uh, yeah. offensive rating. That's fun. Okay, wow. I don't, okay. That might be, and not, not might be, but it's probably a very unique take. It'd be fun. Yeah. Be really fun. That'd be awesome. Trademark patent pending. Trademark patent pending offensive NBA inflation rate. Offensive rating NBA inflation rate. Yep. What he said. Damn. Patent pending. That'd yeah, be really fun. Pending. That'd I feel be like awesome. Be super simple. It, it would have to it's be. It's literally right? just math. Yeah. Ones and twos. Yeah. The birds and the bees and the one, two, nope. trees. Uh, not the birds. Just and the, the second part. Yeah, yeah just the second go. part. But that's where my mind went. Yeah, you could tell that we just hit the end of our spreadsheet too because we yeah, made a we birds did. and bees joke. We did. Um, but real quick, I do want to check in on 
the playing game. Good, good. Yep. As any as any real basketball NBA fan. fan would do. Um I think again, I think I'm back on being a fan of the playing game. I like it. I, I like, like it. it. I wish it was just this like the seven, eight, nine. Or like the eight nine. I think the fact that it goes down 10. to ten is crazy. I'm cool with that. Yeah. Like just let, let the eight nine play I out. I think again. ten it might be a little much. Ten's insane. Yeah. Then again, we haven't had any like awesome playing games yet. Yeah. Right now, Hawks are leading the Heat by six, seven forty left. Nice. All right, Heat. Come on, Jimmy Buckets, bro. Step up. He can't step up anymore. He's not in Philadelphia. What do you mean? I miss him so much, Nathan. I was gonna say he he's been stepping up. Uh, he's, he's been, been killing the heat on his years. back. The for bubble, years. bro. I miss Jimmy Butler. The heat so would have been much. blown out of the out of the water against the Lakers in the would bubble. Would you trade James Harden for Jimmy Butler? Hmm. If I'm the Sixers, mm-hmm. no. Okay, I yeah. think I'm in the same boat. Yeah, no, I I think Harden and Embiid play so well together. So well together, and they just keep getting better be so, every like game. Yeah, yeah, they really do. I love it. Yeah. Shout out James Harden for going from the greatest one-on-one scorer in the league, one of the greatest, Mm -hmm. to one of the greatest playmakers in the league. He also, shout this out real quick, Yep. uh, James Harden just passed Bob Cousy for all-time assist record. Okay, but... He's like 20th. James Harden can't guard all five positions. (laughs) Bob Cousy can. Bob Cousy can. It's an inside joke. I think we told you guys earlier, but... We probably did. If we didn't, live with the secret. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, we my dog Madden is really Canton. excited about Bob Cousy. Apparently, yeah, he's a big Bob Cousy supporter. We should get Props him a Bob you, Cousy Madden. jersey. NBA, send us a Bob Cousy yeah, jersey we'll take for a Bob a dog. Cousy. He's fourteen pounds. Yep, very small, petite little guy. Yeah, so I got faith in the Heat. Still, pull that one out. T Wolves losing. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, okay, guys. Big news here. Uh, happened at school. Trey got a the first ever award. And it is the Sport Marketing and Management Industry Engagement Award. So I'll let you talk more about it. But basically, this award was created because Trey is outstanding at what he does and his uh, connections and passion for basketball and sports in general is why he got this. And just tell us a little more. So everyone tells me this is the first time that this award's been given. It I don't is. know if that's true. It Dr. C said it. Per, I don't per sources. That. Per sources. Per Dr. C, who is the one who gave it to me. Yeah, also shout out him. He gave us a shout out. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So the award ceremony was today. We're both seniors at our at our college, so we're about to finish up university. And which is crazy. At the end of this month we're done. Bonkers. No longer students until I go to grad school. It's a, yep. Um but there was an award ceremony and I was given the award for sport marketing and management industry engagement award, right? For engaging with the industry of sport marketing management, which is my major. Makes sense. Uh, presented by Dr. Kevin Catani. He gave us a quick little shout out to the 50 yes, shades did. of NBA pod. So if you found us from there, everyone there, so a lot of people, a lot of professors, a lot of, yeah. a lot of students. Um, he also, he opened it up by saying, how's everybody's day? And no one responded. <laughs> Train the auditorium. So very happily, I was like, good, how are you? Yep. And he just pointed at me. It was it was hilarious. It was I pretty was good. on the top row, and I was crackling Were you up. only, like, were there only two people on the entire top? There was, like, maybe ten, and we were all <laughs> spread out. So It's really funny. I saw yeah. you up there. That's pretty awesome. Thank but, you. yeah, so Thank I got you. I got an award today. Yes, he did. As a senior in sport marketing management at the University of Buke, mm-hmm. sport marketing and management industry. It's an awesome plaque. 
Potentially, yeah, I got a little trophy with it. Uh-huh. Um, potentially the first time this award has been given. I'm saying it is. I don't, Kira said the same thing. I have no idea. Okay, it wasn't there last year. I, I don't, last I don't year. Remember, remember it last year. Yep, it wasn't there. You're a first timer. It should be named the Trey Barnett Award. I will talk to Kevin about it. Okay. I'll be tomorrow like, Tomorrow hey, at lunch. Tomorrow in class. Okay. Yeah. And then at lunch. And then at lunch. And then at lunch. Perfect. Yeah. I like this that. is crazy. Also, shout out my freshman year roommate, William Kololewski. Wilco! Student of the year. So <laughs> he was acknowledged for his efforts both in the classroom, around the UD community, um, just for being outstanding, um, both in the classroom again. and Just a great guy. Yeah, his passion to help other people. And that award was voted on by faculty and staff at the university. So no... I, I, I didn't vote in it, but I, I, I would have vote. voted, you know, for Wilco if, if he was on there. I would have voted but for you. Thanks, Trey. Yeah. I Honestly, my vote would have been torn. You and Trey get a point five each. I'm, I'm good with that. Will deserves, okay. Will deserves it. Yeah, he got that and super proud of him. One of my best buddies. Um, yeah. Shout out you, Will. I get an attitude too often to win that award. Yeah. Word. I appreciate that, though. Makes you real. Makes me real. Yeah, Will's from Utah. He doesn't have a mean bone in his body. True. Not that it has anything to do with Utah. It's just it also just a fact. Up. Yeah, it's, it is a fact and a half. Yeah, it was pretty great. And then last year, I will shout out real quick. Nathan Mueller also got an award last year for Psychology Student of the Year. No, it was just Psychology Award. Psychology being, like, Award. One other lady. It was pretty good. It was pretty, you know, it's nothing too shabby, Nathan. Thanks, bro. I always forget. What's your actual major? Uh, criminal justice and psychology. Oh, in the pamphlet though, I got, um, acknowledged for my internship. So that was cool. That's pretty cool for both. Nice. Both of them. So I was like, <laughs> that's pretty fantastic. Yeah. I made the Dean's list by the way. Damn straight. Did you see that? Welcome it's to the in club, the, it's brother. in the pamphlet. It says Dean's list, Trey Barnett. Way to go, Trey. I don't think I had a high enough GPA for, for Dean's list. Well, you, I think I had a 3.4 and isn't Dean's list 3.5. It's 3.5. Pretty sure I have a 3.4 this semester. Doubt it. And last semester, I definitely didn't. I think I had three. I might have had three. Okay. Five last semester. Yeah, because it was fall and spring. I'm blown away. Yeah. Shout out Trey. What did I have last semester? I don't Picking remember last semester. Up. Yeah, I was doing Your things. G for that. I was doing, I, I had khakis on, which, it, yeah. you know, like that's Looking not a, sharp. That's not a, a big polo. thing for, I had a polo. Yep. That's not like a big thing for people, but like mm-hmm. for me, if you know me, yeah, that's crazy talk. It, it really was. Out of characteristic. I'm watching. Yeah, I have the heat I, and hot. I keep seeing it play up. on your face. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, my bad, my what bad. What is the lights? I was curious, man. Oh, yeah, of course you are. I oh get my it. god, 102, 91 Hawks. Okay, so going back to Trey Young really quick. If the Hawks do end up making it, and let's say, you know, win a game or two, they're in the playoffs. What? Like, why would you move on from them? So What's he gonna fast, win you? Bro? What's he gonna win you? You get rid of Clint Capella. They can't Find get rid someone of Clint else, Capella. Trey Young likes Clint Capella. I don't care. Well, that's the thing. You don't want to make him mad. Well, you want to trade him. Also, uh, you see Trey Young's quote about being traded. He's like, maybe, maybe it will. He's like, maybe it will. Maybe it won't. Who knows? And that's then hilarious. walks away. That's hilarious. Also, shout out Quinn Snyder. No. Yeah. No. Shout out Quinn Snyder. Not shouting out. Boss, bro. Not shouting him out. I like Nate McMillan more. Well. Okay, I, I like Nate. Uh, yeah, McMillan I mean, a lot. I like Nate too. But I like Quinn because former Although, Jazz. I am happy coach. Nate McMillan got fired from the Pacers though originally because that sent Rick Carlisle to the Pacers, mm. which gave us a little connection. That's what's up. To Coach Mike. Coach Mike. 
I hope you're listening. We do, yeah. And come on the pod. Even if day. you don't come on the pod. Yeah. We just like you. We just like you. Yeah, we're a fan. Let's get a Coach Mike jersey. <laughs> That's kind of cool. Just show though. up courtside to Pacers yeah, games. Coach Mike. That's what it says on the back. That'd be crazy. Yeah. A word. We'll do the seat geek thing where we see which which ah. seats aren't sold and we'll go courtside. Mm-hmm. That's what's up. Like Coach Mike. Mm-hmm. Look. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah, we got this. That's awesome. Keep an eye out. Stay tuned. That being next said, season. I think that is all I got. Yeah, that's all I have too. Oh, but, wait, hold on. Ooh, okay. Dr. Kevin P. Catani okay. just you- uh, responded to your tweet that you made earlier on the 50 Shades of NBA. Yeah, guys. Congrats at Trey B underscore PSN. Excited to see what the future holds Go for blow you. that up, okay? It I tweeted did out for earlier. And I don't know. It's really cool. Just show love to Trey and his awesome accomplishments. I did a thing. He did a thing. He did a thing, all right. He's the going to do more things in the future. Did. Consider it thung. Boom. That the really, thing has been thunged. I like that one. Thank you. <laughs> that was a good one. Thank you. You know ball now. You can have yes. it back. That's what's up. You hear me? I think that's it. All. I think yeah, that's all, that's I got. all we got. That was that's a fun pod. Yep. We hit an hour too. Perfect. Look at Love us. It. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, yeah. It's been Come really on. fun. Yeah, it really has. It's, it's been, been real. It's been fun. It's been really fun. It has been. And Man, shout that. out Lincoln. Shout out Lincoln. We love shout you. Out Lincoln. Got fans here in Dubuque, Iowa now. Rooting for you. Damn Day straight. and night. Day and night. Except when I'm sleeping. That's the night part. I don't sleep in the night. Root for him. What? What are you doing? I don't. Boys <laughs> on the grind. What grind? DoorDash? No. You know, 2K. Uh, basketball reference. Oh, that's true. Reference. You did text me super late at night. I did. Okay. Not the end Run of the podcast. It. Run into it. Okay. I rebuilt the Trailblazers in one off season. So, Portland, what are you doing? Okay. It was, was so easy. Who's your team? My my team, it consisted, I kept Damian Lillard and Simons. Um, and then I had Sharp in the playoffs eventually play my small forward. And then I drafted uh, Walker, Jer- or what's his first name? Because Jerace. Jerace Walker. Jerace Walker. Yeah, 2K has it in there as like Jared Walker. So Yeah, so there's a glitch on, on created draft classes uh-huh. when you upload them to like the the... 2k download server right yeah. um the created draft classes is basically when you have a player who has a name that hasn't ever been in the nba before yep you can't add it because you know how they give you like the suggestions for names yep so there's never been a jerace mm-hmm. so they type in jerace it doesn't pop up it auto so makes it jared. be jared yep yeah so i had lillard simons deandre ayton who uh i traded for in a nice salary match because I signed Kuzma and uh, Mo Wagner and Whoa. traded those two to the Suns to get Aiton. And I didn't think that was super unrealistic. Maybe those two players specifically, but obviously Aiton had some offseason turmoil with the Suns. So maybe this offseason, you know, is his time to go. But that's what that's how I justified it anyway. And I got rid of uh, Nurkic to free up Cap to sign him or to sign the other two. I had Jerace Walker. Uh, the Jazz offered me Ochai Omai Abaji. So, of course, I took it. Um, and then it signed some bets like Jay Crowder and Chetty Osman. Yeah, that was my squad. Was a, that was a championship team right championship there. Championship MF and team. And, bro, DeAndre Ayton was the finals MVP. It wasn't Dame. Dame dropped 50 in the last game in a blowout over the Sixers. Sixers were a seven seed in the finals, too. Weird. 
It was yeah, it was two K. So maybe that's why the blue. Two K is weird. But there you go. That's how I'm ending it. Okay, it's been real. It's been fun. And it's been real fun. Deuces. Deuces. <laughs>